another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome back to part two of our three-part series on cannabinoid use in pediatrics. My guest is Dr. Jennifer Griffith. She's a Washington University pediatric neurologist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Dr. Griffith, thank you so much for joining us again. In our last segment, we provided listeners with basic information on CBD, what it is, how it works, does it work? And now we're discussing the case study that started the national conversation over the use of cannabinoids to treat epileptic patients and the clinical trials that were conducted as a result. Please for us discuss the key takeaways from CNN's 2013 Wheat documentary and its impact on clinical research. Yeah, so this um, this documentary, I, I remember very clearly when it came out, not because I watched it at the time, but because all of a sudden all of my patients were coming to ask me about uh, about CBD and what I thought about it. And so I, I had to get caught up to speed pretty quickly. Um, so, so the documentary Weed um, came out in 2013, um, and it was produced by Dr. Sanjay Gupta, and um, he told this really um, fascinating story about a, a little girl in Colorado named Charlotte Fiki, and she was a five-year-old girl who had um, a very severe kind of epilepsy syndrome called Dravet syndrome. And um, in children with Dravet syndrome, it's a genetic condition, and they have um, often hundreds of seizures every single day. And um, often their seizures are very refractory to the medications that we use to control seizures. Um, and, um, it, and it has um, real implications for their development, particularly um, language development. Um, and uh, in, in the documentary, um, Charlotte um, had, uh, we told the story of Charlotte who um, had obtained a CBD um, extract and um, it, it was produced by a company that uh, was in Colorado at the time um, where uh, certain forms of medical marijuana were legal. And Charlotte had an amazing uh, result from taking CBD. She ended, went from having hundreds of seizures every week to just a, a handful per week. And her language and other development skyrocketed. And it was really just a, an incredible story um, and very emotional, as I understand, for, for Dr. Gupta. I think this documentary made such a big impact because one, it was it started the conversation on a national level. Um, so the public was now aware of what CBD was and what it could potentially do. And I think the other way it was influential was that it really pushed um, people in leadership positions, both in medicine and in government, to take CBD seriously as a potential drug that could be helpful in medicine, in epilepsy in particular. Um, and so as a consequence of that documentary and other efforts that came out of it, um, we, we come to where we are today in 2019, where we can prescribe CBD to our patients with epilepsy. Doctor, from a national perspective, how many states have approved the use of CBD for medicinal purposes as of now? Yeah, so um, that the answer to that is constantly changing, uh, and I should um, say that I am not a lawyer, and so this is all based on my best understanding of the laws. But um, currently, as I understand it, um, every state it is in every state it is now legal to prescribe Epidiolex, um, and that is again the FDA approved form of cannabidiol. Um, as to other forms of CBD. 
Um, that is a, a very complicated issue um, and varies highly from state to state. Um, I think as of now, there are uh, all but three states that have approved some form of medical marijuana or CBD for medical uh, for, for medical use, um, although those laws are highly variable from state to state as far as what conditions are approved um, and what forms of um, cannabis dry products are, are allowed. Um, and of note, that does include 10 states that um, have also approved um, various forms of marijuana for recreational use as well. So it, it highly depends on which state you find yourself. Well, we find ourselves in Missouri and Illinois. What's the current legal status of those, of CBD? That's right. So, again, Epidiolex is a FDA-approved medication that I can prescribe in Missouri and Illinois. Um, In Missouri, the current program that is in effect um, came into effect uh, in 2016. It was the Missouri Hemp Card. um, Excuse me, in 2014. It's the Missouri Hemp Card. So, it um, allows... Uh, to state dispensaries to um, to distribute hemp oil, which is less than 0.3% THC by uh, federal and state law. Um, and a, a licensed neurologist in particular has to sign off and say that they are treating a patient for epilepsy, that they uh, think that their patient would benefit from hemp. And um, and then the, um, the patient or their caregiver goes um, to the uh, Department of Health and Senior Services and applies for a card. Um, and then uh, takes that card and goes to one of the two dispensaries and uh, obtains the the oil. Again, that is not through any insurance or prescription process. It's just um, uh, administered through the state. Um, however, as as many of you remember from the last election, there was a Missouri Amendment Two that was passed last year. And um, as of today's date, there are now applications online through the Department of Health and Senior Services for other forms of medical marijuana. And so what that means um, coming up over the next few months, I think, um, is a topic we're all learning more about every day as we have discussions about it. In Illinois, I am not an Illinois licensed physician, but um, in Illinois, there is State Bill 10 that was approved in 2016, and that allows um, providers, uh, any physician, to um, say that they are treating the patient, and there are a number of qualifying conditions. There's there's a long list of them, not just neurologic. And uh, the the prescriber signs a card, and the patient then goes to again a dispensary licensed by the state of Illinois and obtains the the medical marijuana product. Um, and um, of note, in for our population of children, the only condition that is will be approved for for patients under the age of 18 is seizures or epilepsy. Tell us a little bit about the experience of St. Louis Children's Hospital's pediatric epilepsy group in the use of CBD. So um, in November 4th of last year was the first date that um, it was the product Epidiolex became available to be prescribed. And since then, I think all of the epileptologists here have prescribed it for some of their patients. We've been very fortunate that St. Louis Children's Hospital has supported us to be um, in line with the current available research and has allowed us to um, to prescribe CBD uh, products in line with state and federal laws um, so that we can provide, you know, the best um, cutting-edge care for our patients. Um, so St. Louis Children's Hospital does 
allow Epidiolex. Again, it is a, a medication that is approved by the FDA, and we have it on formulary here. Although we do not start it in the hospital, if our patients are already on it, they may continue to take it while they're in the hospital with us. Um, other forms of CBD are much more complicated. If you have a Missouri hemp card um, and it's active and you have a product that's been obtained through the Missouri um, dispensary, then because St. Louis Children's Hospital is located in Missouri, that is a product that's allowed by state and federal law, and therefore we uh, have a process by which we can give that medication to our patients that are already taking it, similar to that we would for other supplements that aren't on our formulary, but um, that we believe are, are um, of benefit to our patients. If someone is taking a form of CBD that is not legal in Missouri, and that includes any form of medical marijuana that's obtained legally in Illinois, for instance, or patients who come across the river to, to our hospital, um, the process is um, more complicated. In that case, we call in um, a, a large group of different people, everyone from pharmacist to risk management to the epilepsy attending who's on call, um, and we have a discussion about for that particular patient, is it in their interest, is the benefits of continuing it outweighed by the, the, um, the risks of discontinuing it, and, um, and then we come to a decision about how we're going to allow the patient to take their product um, within the confines of our hospital. I'm glad you described that process and meeting with other team members. Speak about the hospital policy for patients as far as the criteria and dosing recommendations. So for Epidiolex, there's very clear guidance. Whether I prescribe it as an outpatient or the patient is in the hospital, um, there is it's a product, and we know how many milligrams of cannabidiol are, are in um, a certain volume of medication, and so we can prescribe it similar that we would to any of our other anti-seizure medications. Um, so there, there is clear guidance. When it comes to other products, it's a lot more difficult to know what to uh, allow the patient to take, and I think more importantly to know how it might in interact with other medications that um, that we start. So, um, the interestingly, the Epidiolex um, prescribing guidelines have us giving something on the order of anywhere from 10 to 20 milligrams per kilogram per day of um, of CBD um, to our patients. And when you look online at various sources, whether it's the state-level dispensaries or other kind of um, local shops selling CBD products, there's a highly variable amount of CBD that they recommend. Um, and again, those dosing recommendations are not coming from physicians. They're coming from the manufacturers or from other people selling the product. Um, and even assuming that what is stated is in the product is actually what's in it, um, there's a wide range of amount of milligrams that, that is recommended. Usually, though, it is less uh, CBD that is recommended than um, what we prescribe for our patients with epilepsy. And we prescribe our, uh, our, our um, dosing guidelines based on the available clinical trials. Dr. Griffith, in our last question here, a state and federal legislation of cannabinoid use is constantly changing, and the risks associated with usage haven't really been completely vetted by the FDA. What now? What's the future of CBD use in pediatric health care? Tell providers what you'd like them to know as an expert in this about CBD. So I think the most important thing to know is that CBD even Epidiolex, where we know what's in it and we know that it's just CBD, um, is, is not a miracle cure. 
like many of our other new anti-seizure medications that come to market, it works really well for some patients. So the best clinical trials show that about 30% of patients have a really significant reduction in seizures. Another 30% get some reduction in seizures, but for patients who have hundreds of seizures a day, that may not um, be as much as we hope for. And then uh, the rest of the patients may have either adverse effects or um, or not see any benefit in seizure reduction at all. Um, and I think we'll continue to learn more and more now that, I mean, Epidiolex has only been available to prescribe for the last six months. So, um, you know, aside from a handful of my own patients, we don't have a, a ton of experience um, personally or even at a national research level. And we're continuing to learn more and more about these drugs, both its efficacy, its long-term effects, and its safety as we go on. Thank you so much again, Dr. Griffith. What interesting information. To consult with a specialist or to learn more about services offered at St. Louis Children's Hospital, please call the Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. This wraps up Episode 2 of our three-part series on cannabinoid use in pediatrics, right here on Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. Please head on over to our website at stlouischildrens.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share with other providers, share on your social media, and be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.